Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hello. Is this thing on? It is. <laughs> if you say so, it is. <laughs> That's Matt Farah. Hello, and this is Spike first, and we're here. Uh, we're here at Zuckerman's hangar without Zuckerman. Zuckerman, I guess, uh, hurt his back over the weekend. It's he could have lie lay on the couch. He could have done it he horizontally. <laughs> we're, we're eight feet apart right yeah. now, Spike and I, opposing chairs. Yes, and there and there's a like a, a nice leather therapist couch in between that Zuckerman could have stretched out his <clears> back on. He could. I don't know. What, I asked him what he did. I said, "What did you do to your back?" I, I you know, he said, "I it, pretty much I just existed." Yeah. <laughs> He didn't do anything to it. it I just... sat over my computer looking at the news going, ugh, for three straight hours. It could. Yeah, it could hurt your back. Uh, this morning, horrible news about um, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Died, passed away, natural causes. I saw, I was awake at three o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep recently. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually saw Ben Stiller's tweet like pop up in my feed like in real time it's like oh yeah no. i saw that too oh no he was he, like the funniest well as you know he was uh george's dad on seinfeld and um you know just a great guy he's just one of those guys who'd go down to the set i didn't know him that well i obviously came to the show a little later but there was a scene that really kind of illustrates how wonderful and funny he was on the set. Uh, there was an episode I wrote called The Little Kicks, the one where Elaine dances, oh, right? Classic. And at the end of the episode, when you're writing a half hour, the episode ends, there's a commercial break, and you have this little piece of writing called The Tag. Yeah. And the tag is... You come back from that last commercial break, right? It's just, it's a half page, right? And the weight of concern... By the network and the writing staff and producers on the tag is very little compared to the rest of the show. Yeah. The tag is kind of like, yeah, just do something and it'll work. And for the tag for the little kicks, I had uh, Elaine and I had uh, George's dad in the police station oh, getting George out. Remember? Yeah, because the, <clears throat> the, the, it was bad boy George was the right. other plot of the little kick. Correct. When you describe an episode of Seinfeld, you have to describe all three subplots. Because when <laughs> you see the scene on YouTube yes. later, I remember it's, it's the, you want a piece of me. <laughs> exactly. It's the, you want a Thank piece of me. Thank you for telling me how to tell my story, Matt Farrah. I'm sorry, Spike. You know, I wrote on the show. Anyway. Asshole. <laughs> Look at him laughing. I didn't put much effort into that little tag. I remember going, oh, this would be kind of funny. But it really was the... Uh, Sketch writing, late Letterman writing Spike first and that wrote that, and I never thought it would actually make it into the show because really these two characters would not threaten to fight each other. But we 
it somehow it made it through. I don't even know to this day. I don't even remember how it made it through. It made it through, and I was like, all right, I guess we'll do it. I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's okay. <laughs> maybe so it'll be fine. It's an iconic line now. I did get called out by TV Guide on it. They're like, this is just so off the mark for these characters. They wouldn't do this. However, it doesn't matter. Jerry Stiller, when he would get his lines on set, and he does it in this scene a lot, what uh, everybody's seen the outtake from it, right? You've all seen how Elaine, Julia's laughing. The she whole, cannot uh, we, hold we it all, together. That was Jerry Stiller all the time on the set. He had a way of, and I could never tell if he had just forgotten his lines <laughs> and he was looking in the air to just try. scream at the top of his lungs something <clears throat> random. No, like he would look in the air and make this face and he was trying to remember them or if he was doing it on purpose. But he always did that. It didn't matter. He was so such a genius at kind of making just normal lines funny. Yeah. And in that scene, in those outtakes, if you guys remember that or you want to go Google it now, that, you know, it was just such a wonderful thing to have on set yeah. because he was one of those comedic actors that you didn't know how he was going to play a line in any you could have tried to guess it and then you got down to the table read and he would just do something so odd and wonderfully funny he was such a gift to a script and the reason uh, i stepped on your story before is because next you know in the reply to ben stiller's tweet about him dying mm -hmm. someone put the youtube clip of elaine oh, not being able to hold it together yeah, yeah. and so that's I, I and so that's why i had yeah, it at the top yeah, of my mind and yeah again that was us every time he was in the yeah. show it's interesting in that clip uh, he the 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 line is you want a piece of me and he starts it. Oh, you got it. <laughs> he starts it quiet, and then by the end, he's, he yeah. it gets closer and closer to the full-on scream. It's but very it's all the looks he does. When yeah. He starts to go. I'm gonna fight with Elaine. Yeah. And again, I know, look. I'm I I know that those characters would never have done that. And I remember going. I just want to get this script put to bed so I can go to bed before I turned in that draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and thinking I'll worry about this later. It's just the tag. It's just the tag. But somehow it, it, it went through and it was funny. I don't know. But anyway. The tag, you know where the tags become a lot more important? When you watch the show later on streaming and the commercial yeah. break is no longer there. Yeah. Because you're right. not checked out of the plot at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Well, there was a lot. You know, we were clearly having fun with these characters once Larry left. We were like, hey, well, why wouldn't Let's they do? We would change the parameters of the character, and they were suddenly doing things they wouldn't normally do. I thought the bad boy George was a funny concept. <clears throat> didn't he have a Didn't he have a nickname? He had some kind of nickname too. I can't that, remember. I don't remember. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of put on like the varsity letter jacket, and he no, I know. I I was never really happy with the way that story got fleshed out. But I the idea was a simpler idea, which is. You know, this girl only likes the guy because he's a bad guy and a bad boy. And at what point, if you're not the bad boy, do you kind of go, hey, I'm just uh, I was just acting that way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what what inspired it. I do remember no, because I'll, she worked with Elaine and Elaine said, uh, oh, don't date him. He's terrible. And she took that to mean that he's a bad right. boy, not he's George. <laughs> boy, that's one. Yeah, I've got to go back and really think about what inspired that story. But I'm sure it was more office politics. And then it just got out of control. Yeah. But that Jerry one, Stiller also, he like murdered in Zoolander. He, he was amazing yeah, in he was Zoolander. A crusher. Crusher. He, had, he had so many No, so many what a great, great comedic family. And Ben would come by the set, and it was fun to see him there, you know, watching his dad just as like the son of this super funny guy. I don't know. I, I always love those guys. Imagine that. Imagine having that much comedy talent in your family. In your family. Yeah. 92 is a, is a strong run. Anyway, it's Jerry. A, 
That is a strong run. We're going to miss you. Uh, here we are, Spikes Car Radio, and uh, I'm with Matt Ferrett. Thank you, Matt, for showing up. I appreciate it. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got your listener questions. We've got, uh, let's start with the Morgan, because you saw me pull in today. You got my sloppy seconds. <laughs> the Morgan. You got Magnus's sloppy. I don't even want to use that phrase. I hate that phrase. But everybody's had this car. Now, clear up a couple things for me. I'm glad you're the encyclopedic knowledge of cars. Is this a new model? Is this car the so, new one, so, or is there a newer, no, newer one yes coming and, out? Yes and no, right? So it is what we're what you're driving. And the Morgan Plus Four, right? And it's P L U S number four. Yes. Okay. And it, there's a distinction, and it matters. Okay? Yes. That is the newest one that you can buy today in the United States. Okay. It is the old model. That they stopped making at the end of 2019. Okay. In 2020, yes. there is a new model. Yes. That does that has a a new bonded aluminum chassis and space frame that's similar to how the Aero cars are built, the Morgan Aero Eight and Aero Super Sports. Okay. So no more steel chassis, no more wood superstructure. <laughs> it's bonded. There is some wood still, but it's bonded aluminum, not steel. Right. Ah, so and lighter. so the new cars in Europe. There's the plus four, and it's P L U S F O U R. Okay. Okay. And there's also a plus six, which is yes. kind of the same car. They have BMW engines, the Turbo and, Four and Turbo are Six. Are those here in the United States? Not yet. Not they yet. are. Morgan is in the process right now of going through the ultra low volume manufacturer certification, where you sell less than 300 cars a year in the country, and you can import them because they still won't meet a bunch of U.S. crash and safety stuff. So Europe right so now. So that's the little bypass you do. I've always wondered right. that. What? So they don't have to do any crash testing so on the rest the of it. So the car we've got right now, the 2019. Yes. They don't have to do anything because that car is registered as a component vehicle. It came into the country body assembled but without a powertrain. And then the powertrain was put in at Morgan West. That's their workaround ah, for right now. Okay. The next one is ultra low volume, same as BAC Mono or Aerial Atom or right. stuff like that. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's so, a changeover that's so happening right now. I was right telling now. folks about the car. They say, oh, I get it. It's kind of a vintage car, but you have all the modern safety tech like airbags. And I said, well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Take a look at these saddle doors. No. They look like doors that are on a carnival ride that you would you Yo, get in what, like a roller, old yeah. fashioned roller coaster at Lincoln Park. Yo, the doors are and the doors are wood. So, you know, the, and, and they're covered in aluminum on the outside, not right. the inside. And so when I've got my kids in the passenger yeah. seat, don't get T-boned. No, no, you'll die. When I went to <laughs> when I went to Morgan to Malvern in the UK where yeah. it's built, there was a guy who works on part of the wood structure for the car. Yep. who took a Morgan door, a door, like an actual door that was going to go on a car. Yep. And turned it into a guitar. <laughs> and it was playing it. And it's, what if a bicycle hit the side? Bro, I'll go right through the door. Right through the door. <laughs> right the thing the about door. Morgan is like, yes, it's incredibly dangerous. But anyone with $93,000 to spend on a car should be able to ascertain that this is very dangerous simply by looking at it. There's no implied safety on this thing at all. Okay, let me back up to my experience because I don't like to, to I don't like to compare things to money because I don't think that's relevant. I don't either. And really? I think the car costs it costs what it costs them to make it, not what right. they think they can get away think, with selling. I it think for. about experiential, mm -hmm. right? And people's money is their money and they can make their own decisions that way. Let me just tell you the lead up to me getting that car delivered, okay? 
I after drove, seeing me with it. What's that? So you've started by you seeing me with it and then me arranging for you, you to get You did, it. and thank you very much for that. And you I'm said very to my excited. wife, there's no way he's actually going to follow through with this. I just thought and you then... might forget, that's all, because you were driving that home and that erases your mind. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the day it was delivered, I drove two cars that morning, the Land Rover Series 2A and my 58 Speedster, which okay, I so took down to Santa Monica Airport to meet these folks. So you were in a mindset. You were already so in a mindset. I was in a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And then this car is delivered, and the first thing uh, Stefan down there does, uh, aside from trying to shake my hand, was <laughs> as he delivered this dirty car with no gas, which is fine. It's Morgan. It's Morgan. Morgan. That's it's okay. Morgan. That's yeah, it's Morgan. okay. It's all right. He said, let me show you how to put the top down. Very much like the Speedster experience. And yeah. then he said, let me yeah, I look inside. I go, hey, those door handles look familiar. He goes, yeah, they're from a series Land Rover. That's and I go, I just got out of one. <laughs> what the hell is that? 2019, but mine's 1971. So already I'm loving yeah. the contraption uh, nature of this car, okay? And then, as you probably know about me, I'm... I'm a Massachusetts guy. I'm a, from a very puritanical, kind of historical, New Englandy right. kind of uh, town where my friends' last names are the last names on the Mayflower, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah, Adams yeah. and the Ames, yes. right? Yeah. Hey, those are my neighbors. Yeah. And, and I'm also an Irish citizen, right? Right. And and so this car, I immediately connect. I get into it and I go, yeah. it's. It goes really fast. It's trying, but it's really rough around the edges like me and my people. <laughs> like, I know we're not as good as the rest of you. Yeah. We all know that. Don't you dare tell us. But this thing has a lot of personality. Then, as I'm driving it, the first thing that I noticed right away in this car, aside from all of the insane handling, and let's just skip past that. I, if you wanted to meet a girl... I have a girl. All other options are now off the table. <laughs> it's but so I even yeah. yesterday I met a girl named Morgan <laughs> who came up. She goes, "Is this your car?" Yeah, and she wasn't even she wasn't even uh, liking the car because it was called a Morgan. She was just like, "What is this?" Yeah, it, I, I had the same experience. The first right? when I drove it around I town, it was my imagination. No, no, when I drove it around town, it's it's like it's in L.A. when what you're driving is part of your outfit. Right, right, right. And that's, that's an L.A. thing. It's also a Miami thing in other places around the world. But in L.A., particularly, your car is your, your main outfit on the outside yes. going around. When you drive this, you have taste. You have money. You have a sense of humor. You have style. You're connected with your history. Depending on the color combination, you could do all kinds of things. This car says all the right things about the driver to a woman. <laughs> And by the way, and and dads and yeah. their sons. So everybody likes it, but the percentage yeah. of women was so much higher than it's any crazy. other car I've ever driven. Ever. Yeah, look at baboons like us. Yeah. This, <laughs> Who wants to talk to us? Totally. And I wear my newsboy hat, you right. know, really get the outfit going, the right thing, you know. It was I, great. I've I didn't been take... so entertained by it. Now, I, I was thinking about it this morning because uh, someone called and asked me about it. And I said, we're in a unique driving situation as well. We're in this quarantine where there is no traffic. I'm not so sure on today, on a Monday, with L.A. traffic, I would be feeling so fondly over this I was this here car. 20 minutes early. What's that? <laughs> I was here 20 minutes early. <laughs> I know. No, in no a normal but L.A., you know what I'm saying? yes. But when I, here, this is, you know, we drive a lot of cars, you more than me, but I, you know, at this point, I'm usually sometimes tired of a press car. 
I, I'm liking getting into this. I'm enjoying the fresh air. Yeah. I'm enjoying these dumbass drives. I'm enjoying the sound of this thing. I'm enjoying the shifting they really of gears. They in the sound, didn't they? They did. They made it sound yeah. like an old engine, even it's a though Ford it's engine, not. engine, isn't it? Like yeah, a it's like a focus engine? engine, yeah. It's a focus engine. Yeah. And it's got the focus, if I'm not mistaken, directionals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that little directional yeah, yeah, yeah. stem no, it's got right some, there. It's got some random Ford, Ford <laughs> stuff in it. There are a couple it. of goofball things that I don't understand why <laughs> they Have you even found the radio? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's that's a mistake. What no, there's a- some there's some silly stuff in it, but 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 forget the silly stuff. It's- no, I know you, but but still, it should be mentioned. Like the, that Ford Focus directional, when you push it down, it goes. It makes a sound. It shouldn't like a door open sound. Yeah, like an alert that you don't want to use the directional anymore. That's one thing. Also, those stems on both sides, windshield wiper on the other side, that doesn't look like it should be in the car. It definitely yeah. shouldn't be in the car. I right? agree. If they made them out of a metal or did, did something to change yeah. those stalks, yeah. The seating position is perfect for me. It's I an was awkward, shocked but at that. It looks like it's going to be so terrible. So you were comfortable in it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It looks like it's going to be horrible, but then you actually sit in it. Did you find the inflatable lumbar support? I did, yeah. Which, it's got a bulb like a, like a pulse, like I a stethoscope. I thought that was Stefan's <laughs> drug device or something. <laughs> I was like, Stefan, you dropped your bong cleaner no, it's, on the it's side. It's to inflate the bladder for the yeah. lumbar, which is very interesting. No, now, I, I had to take my shoes off to drive it, which I'm kind of used to because my Lamborghini, I have to take my shoes the off. The pedals are close together. They're very close together, and they're like motorsport pedals. They're not vintage car yeah, pedals. Yeah. They're like, it's like a race box in there. <clears throat> right. And so if, I mean, look, crash standards are thrown out the window with this car. But if I got in an accident of any kind, that thing would cheese grate my legs up to the knees, you know, which, okay, it is what it is. But other than that, sitting in it, driving it, shockingly comfortable. It's exciting. That's Very what, exciting. So I Did took you go it, up in the canyons with it at all or just cruise around? I just took it on the 405 here with a cup of coffee. <laughs> so Isn't it awful? At 80 miles an hour with a cup of coffee. I, it was motorcycle which should I should be an liked. Olympic sport. Huh? <laughs> Can it's, you drive from here to Van Nuys holding I a like, cup of coffee? I like cars that challenge me, like, you shouldn't do this in this thing. Right. Like, right? Like a motorcycle yeah. ride in the rain at 3 in the morning. You know, I I like those kind of challenges every once in a while. Well, and yeah. again, it kind of, it righted, this morning I was kind of, you know, jungled up and jangled. And I got on the highway with this thing and I was like, the, you know, the wind's hitting you at every angle. It's really, there's no wind protection. I yeah. was like, this is great. It was, you know, part of that experience is great because I drove it to the Angels Forest. So I drove it all the way across yeah, yeah. downtown, across <clears throat> up the two, yeah. all the way. And part of that experience was extraordinary. I really liked feeling being in that car on the freeway surrounded by normal cars. I know something the rest of you don't know. I, I think like it was, that. It's the danger I like. But, the, <laughs> but if, you know, some of those negative Gs, you know, here on the 405, you go over a yump, and even in a regular car, maybe you get some negative the 405 G. speed bumps you're talking right. about. That's in what this, I was thinking about in, in this, this car. In this car, your ass genuinely leaves the seat. The seat belt keeps you from exiting the vehicle at 70. But, you know, it's funny you mention that because I wasn't going to bring it up. On I, thought the rear was, I thought that was too granular because there are two big speed bumps on the 405 mm-hmm. that are, I don't know what they the are. The one north of like Olympic coming south. But I'll tell you what yeah. car jumps them more than this did was the GT2 RS. Well, that's a very, very stiff like, car. Yeah, I leave the ground. And yeah. this I felt relatively safe. Right. Here, this car. Well, that's, be- see, that's a stiff car. 
right? A G2 RS. That, right. that one <clears throat> feels real bumpy just because it's stiff. This <laughs> feels bumpy because the front and rear have completely different suspension geometries. Yes. And because your ass is fundamentally on the differential pumpkin, which is a solid rear, a- rear axle yes. with double leaf springs. It's a cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's an Oregon trail wagon those, back there. What are those? Uh, and I see them every once in a while. Those uh, old racing carts, yeah. you know, like they have at the dog track. Yes. But it's, oh, like it's a the trotter. pony running and the it's guy, the trotter. trotter, and the guy sits in the back. Yeah. This is the trotter yes. of cars. <laughs> yes, yeah, very much like that. Now the new one. The <clears throat> well, wait, I have okay, a question for you because yeah. I haven't took it, taken it in the canyons. Oh yeah, you got it. Because it feels like any sort of contraption or go-kart we would have built as kids that's built too long it almost feels like you're racing like a train car <laughs> like you know what i mean a long yeah train you're car. steering the front tires and the, which and the, are over there yeah and the wheelbase yeah i was noticing by the time i see trouble the front of my car was already there and i was almost hitting cars all the time with it right <laughs> yeah when you're when you go to make a pass yeah yeah you go you almost clip you're that like, car <laughs> That and happened I, to be the first day. And, and, and what you uh, were mentioning, the radio, which is under the dash, which you have to reach under and adjust, <clears throat> when you do that... You literally cannot <laughs> see it. If but you're I driving I, the car, you can't see the radio at all. I kept rolling. I kept, you know, because I had my foot on the brake, but not down enough. Yeah. <clears throat> and the car just started rolling into the car in front of me like four times. So it was, on the first day, I was like, I'm going to crash this thing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to crash it. Anyway, here's the question. It feels like it could just, like the train car, if, if you turn it too fast, yeah. it's just going to roll, yeah. and you're just going to go rolling. Is that really the case? I don't think so, because <laughs> here's why. It's got Avon tires on it, it which don't are not sticky enough to really catch and roll, unless you hit a curb and caught an engine. Right, right. I tried to drift it. It doesn't like that. Yeah, it has okay. an open differential. It just doesn't like drifting, so you don't want to try that. And what I found is very strange about it, which I'm sure you know, is as you, especially it's, it's pronounced when making like a right 90 degree ter- turn in the city, you notice how the steering geometry is very different on yeah, center yeah, and making yeah. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the canyons, there's, it's really sharp steering, you know, 45 degrees either way. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're cruising, right? But then the real hairpin, when you have to go hand over hand or something, and the geometry changes and gets all fucking funky. <laughs> right. and, and, and because that front tire and the steering tires are so far away from right. you, right. you really have to be on the brakes to turn it in to shift that weight on the front tires. Otherwise, it'll just understeer straight off the it cliff. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and if you give them the gas too early, it understeers like crazy, too. You just did a one-take on it, right? You I posted did. it I this morning. I this morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the two tweets I saw, yours and Ben Stiller's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As I was sitting on the john going, oh. oh. I, you know who else died? Double Rainbow Guy died. I I saw that I don't I don't understand I don't know the reference I think I missed whatever the reference was. It was for that. just one of those memes a few years ago where this guy was in Hawaii and he he took a video of double rainbow and he was like a double rainbow, oh, double rainbow and it became this thing on the internet for forty eight hours. Yeah, the sorry fucking virus killed him too. Poor guy. Oh, he got he coronavirus. Oh. He got coronavirus, dude. I mean, double rainbow guy. If, if, dying if on a Monday. Even he guy, if even he can't. Well, it's just not the guy you want. You want him to live to like a double rainbow guy. You want him to be the Keith Richards of memes. Yeah, but really living forever. Quite a life, double rainbow guy had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the pinnacle right there. That, that video. Was, it could have been the pinnacle of mankind. Um, anyway, speaking of memes, you know, you told me about the Tom Segura 
finding the, yes, the, yes. the black porn star yes. guy meme. He came on my podcast. We didn't get to it, but you were right. That guy was, is a beast on a podcast. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Tom Segura's 90 great. minutes of incredible radio. Did he buy a car yet? Uh, I don't believe so. Wow. He's looking at vehicles. He, well, he, he showed up. He, I gave him a tour of Westside Collector Car Storage, <clears> and he showed up in a pretty new car. He showed up in a C63 Mercedes with paper oh, wow. tags on it. Well, so maybe he did buy a car. Yeah. It was lovely. He wants to he dance there, flirts with getting a Porsche. Oh, yeah. We discussed such things. I, uh, I, I may have set him up with a couple of press cars to test. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Corey's dropping off a Lotus Evora GT for him today. Who is? Corey from Lotus. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Evora GT is great. Yeah, yeah. He'll love that. Yeah. That's good. Um, so what else is going on? <laughs> well, um, I was just thinking about, we have a lot of listener questions to get to, uh, but there was, uh, you just reminded me of something else, and then I lost my train of thought. While you're thinking about it, I'll entertain the audience. I saw Jerry's special, 23 hours. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. It's amazing, right? It was fantastic. Well, as it turns out, it was the hour that we saw at the Pantages. I didn't know that at the time. Right. Uh, You know, tweaked here and there, but... It was a heavy hitting hour when when we saw it. He's then. been doing that hour for a few years, it's right? And getting strong. it getting it great. And what's so impressive about it is every time I would, because we go to Vegas every once in a while, he'd be in here in LA, mm. and we'd show up, and I'd take someone else to come see the show. The bits would just get bigger and better and longer, right? Yeah. I'd go, God, that started off as such a small bit about you know marriage, and now it's a whole ten minutes. Yeah, and that's what he does. You know, that's why I think he likes Porsche. By the way. Because Porsche does the, they get better and mm. they evolve and they take and every year they take what they made and make it better and better. We can still do better. Yeah, and that's what I noticed Jerry does with his act. Imagine Porsche was Morgan, and was they, what was Morgan? Yeah, and they still <laughs> made, you know, in Gmund or wherever, <laughs> or wherever, mm-hmm. the you know the nineteen sixty four nine eleven. If they still made that, just like that. But, you know, Porsche does, no longer makes engines anymore, right? So, like, now let's say it's got the Subaru Flat 6, you know, in the back of it. They're part right, spinning right. this stuff out, right? And it's got Subaru gauges and Subaru turnstocks. But outside and, and from 10 feet, it looks just like a 64 911. Just like that Morgan does, yeah. right? Like, like, is that a good car? Is mm. the Morgan version of a 1964 911 a good car or are we talking about it the same way we talk about that car no not at all (laughs) i think a car should have purity i Mm. think it should have its own kind of thing happening i I mean i like that morgan isn't trying to disguise any of it we've got the mazda miata transmission and we've got the ford engine i really would like to drive that bmw engine i think that would be a a very the new ones are going to come here they're gonna be awesome Yeah, yeah yeah We never I really drew, wrapped I, up that car, by the way. Sorry. So, you know, yeah. The rules. <clears throat> money, I think you're exactly right. I don't think it makes sense money-wise. But if this, if someone called me up and said, hey, I want to get rid of my Morgan and I, this is all I want for it, I would jump into it in a second. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a, I'm really in a variety right now as a driver and driving odd, fun things. And it's this car is a jaunter. You're right. You don't want it on the highway. You don't really want to race it around in the canyons. You want it to just have fun in. It makes regular errands fun. That's what it's yeah, really good yeah, at. Yeah, and if, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I immediately thought of uh, 
Jerry in Long Island. I'm like, because I think he wants to get one. I'm like, it's a Hamptons car. It's an ice cream car. Go yeah. out and grab <laughs> some ice cream in it. Yeah. You feel so, you know, it, 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 you're so exposed. It feels so nice. You know, I'm trying to, the wind, I, I don't mind the wind. The radio is ridiculous. Just throw the radio away. <laughs> you really don't need it's the a, radio. There's a CD player in that. I was like, yeah. what? At this point, they should just put a Bluetooth module behind the dash and a set of speakers, and that'll be it. And but do you ever see like a, a dairy farmer trying to deliver a calf through a cow, where he has to put the <laughs> hand all the way into the cow? That's what you, that's what you're that's yeah. what you're doing, trying to adjust the radio it is, under the it's dash. It's really absurd. You have to put yeah. your hand and your head all the way under. It's so dangerous. It's really stupid. It's, it's not useful. Yeah. And it would be resolved very quickly with some sort of component that just was a Bluetooth. Yeah. For your phone, yeah, like my phone hooks yeah. up, and now I can I can control everything Give me on my a phone. USB port on the dash, <clears> call <throat> it a day. Yeah, that's it, right? That's yeah. it. That's it. You don't US- want anything else. I don't need a no. radio. No USB. My port, phone will do all that. Everything else. Okay, there yeah. you go. That that idea is free, Morgan. I'm sure sure they're laughing yeah. at this. I mean, you just order the car without a radio and then put it in somewhere else. I mean, that car but you is know hilarious. What I'm I just wanted the power pl- brakes are an option. Oh my god. Door uh, uh, door pockets are an option. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hysterical one. <laughs> that that, the, that top on the car, the roof. Yeah. That's an option. I Not just, the presence of a top. Wow. The, the fact that it's made of canvas instead of vinyl. That's an. I option. had Stefan just put it down. I said I'm not going to put. Oh, it back I didn't up. use just, it. Yeah, yeah I just didn't leave use it, it down. once. There's no yeah. point to that top. I don't like the three windshield wipers. That looks odd. That looks like it's, some sort of cartoon that creation. That is a pure Morgan thing. That's <laughs> a thing. All their cars have it. <clears throat> but I also don't like the four exhaust pipes on a on a Corvette. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know it's what was too really? Much. I went to England and I when I went to visit the Morgan factory, it was for work for drive, and right. I drove the Aero mm-hmm. Super Sports, which is the you know what mm-hmm. the one that is, right? Mm-hmm. It's got the V8 in it. Side pipe is the. It was the BMW 4.8 liter V8. Um, with a six-speed manual, engine-turned dashboard. The whole fucking dashboard was engine-turned. It had a row of four-inch gauges across. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was hot. And it was a Targa <clears throat> roof on top of all this. Wow. And it was, I mean, it was probably a $200,000 car, but it was the most great Gatsby kind of experience because with the side pipes, you got that <laughs> rumbly echo you know, and the three wipers really made sense yeah, in this yeah. context. And you're looking at this dashboard where, the, and the whole thing is engine turned. And you're like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> this is like a. Have Cruella you ever driven DeVille. a Caterham? Is it, yeah. Do they drive in a similar the, the way? The plus or? four drives like a a, a, a Caterham with leather. I happen it to does. hate Caterhams. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't. It's the same thing. That distant front end, right? You know, it, they're they're like that. Yeah, I I've always felt the same way. I never understood yeah. this car, and I wonder. If this is just an old man thing that I'm now connecting to, or if I'm kind of getting back to my New Englandy goofball roots, but I don't think was... you have to <clears throat> like objectively the car and the way it, it does its thing technically and dynamically to be smiling the entire time you drive it. But it's, like, it's but, badness is what makes it good. <laughs> but I've mentioned before in the podcast, there's a guy in my neighborhood who drives his Morgan every day. Yeah. He goes, and I've always wondered about his love. I don't know him, but his love of this car. And now I, <clears throat> now I get it. Yeah. He's running out having his little lunch, and he, he likes putting the top down. And, you know, I, I don't know if you found this, but it was really hot out. I turned the AC on and with the top down. It was it's great. It's actually okay. It was yeah, good. It's actually all right. Unlike the Speedster. But conversely, it got cold all of a sudden, and I was out in it last night, turned on the heat. It has <clears> heated seats. Did you find the button? I did, yeah. That is also <laughs> next to the radio. <laughs> I have to put my hand up the cow's vulva to get that one. But um, 
Yeah, anyway, Morgan. It is it, you understand that guy. And especially like it's it's a perfect time for us to be driving this thing because yeah, yeah. the city with a 25% of its normal traffic yes. is the perfect Morganing And experience. I did dig out my Steve McQueen cap. Did you? you and I put it on. Well, yeah. And as you can see, I've got my really long hair, and I only shave once a week, so I had your perfect. beard, my gray beard. And yeah. It was, it was cool. I was yeah. like, this is all right. What watch did you pair with it? Did you have an <clears throat> appropriate uh, pairing? I've been wearing this guy right here. The, the, the Jugez Le Coultre. There you go. Deep Sea from Crown and Caliber, from our friends one. over there. I'm um, expecting a new crown and caliber piece today. I sent my last one back. I wasn't that into it. But people have been asking us to discuss watches. We can segue into that right now. Sure. What are you getting? I'm getting and a why? Panerai radio mirror because oh, yeah. I've never tried the radio mirror before. I've only ever tried on the Luminor, uh, which I used to love. The Luminor is the one that has that big locking yep. crown guard thing, and the radio mirror is just more square mm -hmm. without that big tumor on the side of it. Yep. Um, and... I just wanted to try it. And also, this one has the sunburst dial, which I was very taken with. Uh, the sunburst dial is particularly cool. Reminds me of a vintage guitar, like an old Les Paul. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm going to try that out. And I want to try a, a, bit, a bit of a smaller Panerai, one that's not like ginormous. And when you say smaller, what does that mean? 42? I mean, it's, or it's 45, 44? but compared to a big 47. <laughs> I have a huge wrist, but, yeah, but I know, compared I know. to a 47, it's, it's smaller. Right, right. Yeah. I'll tell you a watch brand that I'm growing obsessed with, and I can't tell you if it's a good watch brand. Okay. I can't tell you if it's worth an obsession, but I always kind of enter cars and watches and anything first mm. from the exterior design. Of the course. Aesthetic. It has to be pretty. It has to be beautiful, and it has to be something that kind of makes me stop for a second. The Yima watches. Do you know what Yima is? This it's French company. Y-E-M-A, right? Yes. Yeah. They, they're mecha quartz, right? I'm no. Are they? Uh, they have a, a proper movements. They do have proper movements, and they do have a quartz. Okay, they sent me back in the day when they first launched, maybe like look. two years ago. Yes, they sent no, me. No, they've one been around for a while. Yima has been around for decades, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Well, first, let me show you this watch first. Maybe they're look at this maybe yacht, not first yacht timer. I think it's very pretty. Looks they've like a making, Speedmaster. They've bezel, been making though. watches for since at least the seventies. Okay, I might be thinking of something else then. Someone yes. sent me a watch that I thought, whatever, it's nice looking. Sorry, if I'm wrong there, there's too many fucking watches. But this, <laughs> I'm sorry, that looks nice. Now, I remember seeing their watches. Hold on, I'm trying to find. Look at this watch right here. How much this is something like that? This is from? the Yima Project. So they had their fans, of uh -huh. which I guess I'm late to the game here since they've been around since the 60s or 70s, possibly longer. I'm sure my watch nuts are saying right now. Apparently, I'm just like a piece of shit for not knowing everything about every watch no this brand, is a but. tough one you know i only know this brand because i became obsessed with 70s watch design mm -hmm. on watches i would find on ebay yeah. and by obsessed i mean i just like looking at the pictures and i kept finding this kind of agreed upon style by many manufacturers yeah, from yeah, yeah. Boyer to breitling to the rest of it and you kind of would have trouble uh, telling difference. There's another one, Eterna, I think was yeah, the name of uh -huh. them, but they all, all had them. The Eterna Contiki, right. I like a lot. So, um, this is What's a watch that? that the fans put together and voted on that I think they're going to make. Look at this kind of retro design, but look at how the strap has the holes in it. And I, I mean, well, when I look, at, when uh, I look at that, I see a lot of other watches. Right. I see a lot of Tudor Black Bay in that. Yes, a lot of Tudor Black Bay. Here's the thing about these watches: they're not. 
They have a lot of French Air Force design. They're dive watches, but they're also not expensive. That's the other thing I like. How about much is something like that? You, you do see a lot of other watches in this watch that I'm showing you, right? Yes. I see, I see a lot of Tudor, Tudor as well. I see some Rolex. I see some um, uh, 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 Oris. I see some... There's that 70s design I was telling Tudor, you about. Yeah, that looks right? like the Tudor like, uh, chronograph, heritage right. chronograph design. Yeah, I mean, they're not bad. Are those? They're like a thousand bucks, right? They're reasonable. A couple grand. Yeah, okay. Here's, oh, shit. I just went Yema? by the watch. Yema? Yema. 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 I'm sure Yema? I'm even pronouncing that wrong. Again, I'm just trying to hear. Look, hold on. Look at this one. Oh, oh yeah. So reverse pan or a panda right. black dial uh, two sub dial chrono. Yeah, I was, that's definitely you. That is your style watch. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, Everything you own is of that <laughs> era. I buy too much of the same thing. Yeah, I like these guys. Did you see the weird watch I I just bought? The Icapod. I did. Here, here, I'm a huge, huge fan here, of that. Just look at this one. Yeah, that that's definitely of the. Is yeah, this like looks, a nice looking? This is called the Rally Andretti. It's a nice. Those are those affordable. Are, if yeah. you were looking for something oh, cool, wow! When you showed it to me, you showed me that one from way back here, and it looks like a four spoke steering wheel, like from a Ford LTD from the '80s. I can't unsee that. It looks. I see a white steering wheel, four spoke steering wheel in the middle of those black gauges. These fucking folks. Um, they always they jump everything. They seem up. all right anyway, though. <clears throat> I don't know. I'll I think that. that's going to be the next thing that I buy is one of these Yimas, okay. and I'm hoping it won't fall into that category of cool, inexpensive thing that I then end up giving to somebody. <laughs> that, doesn't that happen to you oh, kind of a lot, though? It's happened to me a few <clears throat> yeah, times. Yeah, it did. Where I like it, and I go, oh, that's affordable. <clears throat> I wear it three times, yes. and then I go, how often am I going to take off my Pepsi GMT to put that on? And the answer is not often. I can tell you I am I'm pretty much the same way. At this point I like wearing my Tag Heuer Octavias, the new ones. Mm. I have three of those. I sold mine. <clears throat> you did? I sold my Hodinki Octavia. I did. <clears throat> I got decent money. That's for one it. of my favorite Not watches. Great money. Oh my it god. It was the same kind of thing. It was a beautiful watch. I really liked it. It could easily have been my only what watch. What about when you were driving your safari car and you looked at the gauges and the watch at the it was, same it moment? Was, I admit that that was rewarding. It's pretty rewarding, it was. right? <laughs> it was rewarding. But you know what? I really wanted to buy something and, and a couple of things had to go to get <clears throat> it. Oh, they just and part I think, of the trade. I think I made the right maneuver. I made, I, a, I made a lateral move. Two. Uh, and I got out of the solid gold Submariner and I got out of the Octavia reissue, the Hodinkee, and I got a, an AP Royal Oak. Oh wow, forty-one. Yeah, a new one. And I really like it. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it makes me. It's the only watch I own that makes me a little nervous <laughs> to wear. Why? Because it's very expensive, and for a steel watch, it scratches easier oh, than yeah, a Rolex. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I and I and I feel like it. It has such a specific look that when I wear it around, I'm a little self-conscious about it. Being a little too flashy. Well, that's what gold is. The gold was worse. <laughs> the gold was worse. Yeah. I, I never wore the gold. But I think I made the right move in that case. And the person I sold the gold to, Marco at TLG, loves it. Oh, it's right, so, right. so happy with that Oh, that's that right. Thing, I so. think I knew yeah. this. Yeah, there was a three-way move between <clears throat> right. me, another guy who took the Hoyer, Marco, and then Crown and Caliber. And all these pieces right. had to like <laughs> musical that's hilarious. chairs. It was very funny. The same idiots buying watches. Yeah, just cycling around. <clears throat> I the love. Drain. I, I wear those Octavias constantly. This watch has really grabbed me. It's you know, a very nice this piece. deep sea. But it's that. But it's that's your style. This you know from far back here. The yeah, outer edge looks right. Speedmaster esque. Yeah, um, it is. It's definitely it is, but in it's your got style. the little. 
See the little uh, chrono aperture there that's got a little peppermint red and white there? I like I'm that. colorblind. I can't see that. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> you eight feet away, I can't see nothing. I would really like to graph out the enjoyment, uh, excitement of a thing. You know, wouldn't it be interesting to go over the course of 12 months in beginning in January, chart out the... I, I really love this of your new watch. Uh-huh. Like, how long does that feeling last before suddenly it's just normal? And right. then does it ever trend negatively? It does sometimes, yeah. Right? But that's why I really, that's why I feel so spoiled to have the crown and caliber thing. Because right. I get that heroin shot when the box shows up, <laughs> right. even for a demo. <laughs> and then how does it last? So and I'm then by three, the time that the, the heroin wears off, I go, hey, Rach, I'm sending this thing yeah, back. Yeah, I'm right here too. I'm there with that same thing. Yeah. But yet there are watches that kind of eclipse that. Right, I the, thought the, the Pepsi the, GMT. I can always go back. To that's it. just one. But what what makes that one more enjoyable? Do you think than the other ones? Is there an emotional connection to it because it was given to you as a gift by your dad? Maybe, but I really actually think I think it's the comfort of the bracelet. I Very think comfortable. it's the durability. I right. think it's the fact that I never have to think about it. <laughs> I, if I smack it into yep. something, I don't care. I, I don't know why that is per se, but but. Um, it just it, it feels like home. It feels like home. Yeah, you have a connection to it. It feels, right. like, it it feels, feels like you. It just feels like the default. Isn't that and, interesting? And that, it's like the, the weight of it, the size of it, the fit of it. All right. of those things feel like the default I want to revert to after trying something else for a while. Right. And I don't get that feeling with any other piece except this one, which wow. is very interesting. Yeah. I just, it's just, it just, I can't decide what to wear. Pepsi. I can't decide which one. Pepsi. It, just, it, it goes with everything. It's just the always go-to. Yeah, boy. I'm going to grab another one of Zuckerman's Perriers here. I'm just trying to think of my version of that watch. Like, I think, for me, that would be uh, the Bruiser, the blue-black GMT. Yeah. I enjoy that. That feels very much like me. The Tag Heuers always feel really comfortable. Um. And then with the vintage, I think that Daytona, I love that 6263, but sometimes the weight of the value of it bothers me a little bit. I think I've abandoned vintage. I think I'm done with vintage. Well, that comes just, back. I just keep breaking them. Yeah. I keep scratching them, breaking them. And that comes back. I like, the, I, like, I like the idea of buying something and keeping it for a long time and making my own story out of it versus right. buying someone else's story, I think. I like both. Yeah. But I like them at different times. It's like with cars. I mean, I, I was just came out of the longest uh, new car phase I had been into, like the GT2 RS mm-hmm. and the 992. GT2 RS, I would just keep switching back and forth, back and forth. I'm not going to drive old stuff. And now the Zagato comes along, and then the ripping sound of that thing wakes me up, and I go, oh, my God, I only want to drive this and things like it. <laughs> Actually, that brings me back to one question I, that we got sidetracked on that I wanted to ask you. You said you went from Zagato or 58 Speeds to one of the old Porsche, old Land Rover, Morgan. How did the Morgan, aside from the door handles, fit in in that time period? Was it appropriate, or did it feel more modern than those other cars, or did it feel... Yeah, it did feel more modern. It did? It, yeah, from the time you started it up, it was like a modern start. Even that starter noise, which... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> it's no. Like, yeah. But, it, but, but the aesthetic of it, looking down the front through the windshield from where you're sitting in your seating position, is, it's nice. One of the all-time great it's views out of a windshield. It's beautiful, right. Yeah. And, and that, 
that counts for me. That whole experience is yeah. what really counts. So I like when I was sitting at a light, just looking down the hood of this car, going, "God, I haven't felt anything like that." Yeah, it's very Dick Van Dykey. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was chitty, calling chitty, it great, great Gatsby. Yeah. I was calling it very Great Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. it's transfor- You know, it transports you much in the way kind of a cool gentleman's vintage watch does. Yeah. and you know, you you can have a little fantasy of who you are and where you are and what's going on, but also. You're not going to see anybody else driving one. No. <laughs> You're the I only had, guy. So I went from 992 Turbo S to Tycon to that. So I, right, had, the, right. I had the complete <clears throat> opposite end of the spectrum yeah. where I went from mm-hmm. ultra modern, way too fast for anything. You know, you know right. let's, let's tune out the outside world and go fucking warp speed style. You know what yeah. I mean? And then <clears> to <throat> go back to the, to the Morgan after that, you know, was like, oh, dude, I am motoring. This is yeah. motoring. You this are isn't, motoring. You know, and I'm you're not- bouncing a lot. <laughs> you're, bo- <laughs> yeah. you're bounding. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's the only For way sure. to describe that. All right, let's get to some questions. Yeah, what do they have? Johnny to say? Lieberman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hear I stole your Turbo S, the 992. And yes, he did. He th- For some reason, Porsche is giving him this 992 Turbo press car turbo s press car for as long as he wants every time i check his instagram feed it's it's with johnny lieberman the cab he yes had the cab so for he's a while. harassing me i got dude i i did a video and two stories about the and i got it for <clears throat> eight hours this that was bolt, it i got the car for eight hours and it's just sitting gathering dust in his I driveway a, i think the red i think the red coupe has left the country oh terrific i got, I got a, you know i got the biggest ticket i've ever gotten in my life 4.7 miles after being handed the key to that red turbo. Oh, really? Bus. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why was it the I, biggest ticket? Because the number was the highest. Really? <laughs> Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Yes. Yes. I was pulled over. We and, all want to know the number, Matt. I was... I'm not going to say it. Pending litigation. <laughs> when the case... When, when the litigation... <clears throat> you think to, anybody's listening to Shout out to my sponsor, <laughs> offtherecord.com slash TST. 10% off all legal services. What's been going on with advertising on your podcast? <clears throat> Has everything dried you know, up? I, I mean, had, I, yeah, I, I was about a week from being dry. I was get, I, I was having a having a panic amazing, attack. Right, the way everything disappeared. And then it disappeared, <clears throat> and then it just just started, starting to come started back, to bounce right, right. back, just right on time, right, yeah. right as my stress level absolutely peaked. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's not couple, just you. A couple people stepped up, and I was able to get some advertising. All of done. our contracts were put on hold, but yeah. I notice even when I'm watching. Some of my favorite shows yeah. on ad-supported TV. You, yeah. Here's here's what you can tell if someone doesn't have advertising on their TV show. All right, if you guys watch conventional television, if you notice a lot of PSAs, <laughs> <laughs> and if you notice a lot of network promos, promos for yeah. other shows, that means they have nothing to fill the time with. Yeah, and or if they even promo their show, that means if you look at a, an advertising block and you see maybe one. Real commercial. Big advertisers are always the cars, the phone companies, Mm -hmm. the movie companies. Drug companies. Right. But if you see, hey, it's me with my (laughs) pillow or (laughs) buy this cheese grater. Saturday nights at eight. Modern family reruns. They're in big trouble. And, and, you know, advertising and media has just disappeared overnight. Yeah. And and you're right. It'll come back. I've seen. I only really watch conventional TV when I'm on the elliptical machine. Yeah. And the... The coronavirus commercials 
the we'll be here for you when you come back. We're in unprecedented times, but you might still want to buy a Ford. It's like it's, it's so. It's so <laughs> Isn't every day an unprecedented time? Uh, I can't, this has never happened before. I'm no. like making a list and anyone who makes a commercial that, about what they're doing for the coronavirus that doesn't include them just giving money to poor people. Right, I right. will never. <clears throat> if you spend money on advertising. Your, what your company's doing for the coronavirus, instead of just giving that money to people who need it, you're not getting my business yeah. anymore. I've been trying to clean up uh, my neighborhood on the Nextdoor app oh, because dude. I have three or four wackos putting out some really crazy... <clears throat> you know Nextdoor. You, you have it? Not I, only do I have it, my wife is, I love it. is killing it on Nextdoor right now, selling doing all what? my old junk from the studio I'm Fantastic. moving out of. Thousands of dollars and stuff. God I've sold. bless her. <laughs> My wife made me money off. by she submitting our, our health insurance stuff. I was like, "Hey, have you submitted health insurance this year?" She's like, "Nope." I'm like, "Get to work." <clears throat> so money has just been coming in the mailbox. I'm like, "I love you. I love you, honey. I love you." Anyway, I like next door because of the. I hate Facebook at this point. The yes. garbage on there. The garbage on Twitter. It's doing such harm to this country and the and the conspiracy. And I'm not talking about if you have a difference of opinion. I'm talking about the crazy shit, the flat yeah. earth shit. Yeah. The, we need to open this government and sending <laughs> dumb people into dying yeah. and getting all of that stuff. So next door, I really like because it's hey, <laughs> Jimmy the Jimmy the dog. I found this weird otter. Does anybody know what this spider is? Um, hey, look at. Does anyone want some of these lemons from my tree? Uh. <clears throat> my son is selling his skateboard. Brentwood hey, next door must be very friendly. Venice next door is crazy. <laughs> it's not friendly. It's a neighborhood like any neighborhood. The, who is this asshole driving down the street? Mm. I love it. I, it's a form of entertainment. I think for all of us. And there's this little cabal of conspiracy theorists that decided they need to contaminate our thread, our general thread, which has clear guidelines, right? They're the first ones to tell you, I have a First Amendment right, and I go, no, you don't. (laughs) First Amendment applies to the government. This This is a private platform with rules, and you are not following them, and the rules are pretty simple. Don't communicate conspiracy theories about a deadly virus and get people killed stick to neighborhood local issues yeah. right yet i've got this this woman i'm a doctor and you can trust me these numbers aren't real this ing isn't happening we've got people <clears throat> she's uh also uh posting about our nazi governor oh good <laughs> And you uses can, the word the word Nazi na- <clears throat> right in the middle of hey I've got some mangoes <laughs> if anybody likes some free mangoes could somebody help me with uh, antiseptic wipes any neighbor out there loan uh, me some sounds like communism huh the Everyone's governor sharing? is a Nazi and you can't listen and I'm a doctor right so I have spent the greater part of the last two weeks before I do some writing. Kind of warming up. You know, this is my little warm-up, is going toe-to-toe with some uh-huh. of these nut jobs and shutting them down. And also, by the way, uh, back-channeling to next door going, hey, uh, we got a little problem with conspiracy yeah. theories. You guys have to make a decision. Are you going to be the next Facebook and let this shit fly, or can you clean up our neighborhood, right? And like I would say to these folks, 
if you really think you have a right to put this here, why don't you go down to the supermarket today with your bullhorn and stand in the frozen food yeah. aisle and say some of this stuff and see what happens to you? Yeah. That we don't want this here. Anyway, I, I managed to clean it up. I got rid of nice. that. it. It worked, and it's, and it's a nice thing, but it continues to be frustrating uh, to read, especially the medical stuff where, you know, I'm, I don't know if you know anybody who's died of this thing yet, but I do. And, I, and yes, watching uh, how two, de- two de- oops, sorry, two degrees away, not not personally, but two I, degrees. I, my my uncle just got it, who's ninety three in oh, a nursing home, sorry. and he's doing okay. But it's it's scary as shit, yeah. right? And it's and it's real, and you know, I don't have to tell you, or most human beings, yeah, this this piece of protein called the coronavirus isn't political. There's no conspiracy. Right. It's just going to kill you regardless of what you think. But the reopen thing is political, I believe. I think I, <clears throat> Look, I believe. This is, but, 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 but here, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but here's how I've been thinking about that. All right. We do have to open up. Right. This is, we're in a, we're, this is a wartime decision, right? We, can't, we cannot stay closed forever. It should be guided by science. In a perfect world, if none of us needed any money, we would stay closed forever and, and we'd all wait till this thing's over. So this, you know, I was thinking about it. Maybe I'm wrong about it because I, I don't know. Government and, and, poli- and medicine isn't my expertise. But I do feel like it's a wartime decision. Like we've got to send these troops into battle and they're going to be casualties, but we have no choice, right? It seems I like I to, think there is a choice to keep an economy. I think there's a choice. Okay, well, tell me I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I think but instead at of some giving, point, doesn't the economy have to open up at some point? Maybe not now. Yes, but, at some point. But I think okay. they gave a trillion dollars to people who didn't need it right. in 2017 and 18, right? Yep. That money would have been much better spent <clears throat> giving direct payments right. to <clears throat> workers. Yep. Because it's not... these. I, I don't think... That workers want to go back to work. I think workers are out of money. No, I think people go- are afraid. People are afraid. They're 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 not prepared to have the, to have no money, and they need the job to have the money because I know. of all and these things. They're, but, they're told like you have to come back to your job. We're open. Yeah, and they don't want to and because they don't want to die. They're fucking scared. Yeah. 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 Right. I know, but I, but I I don't know. I think if we had, a, but what is the solution here? I mean, well, I don't know about that's now. The thing. I, don't, I don't know about now. Isn't but it bizarre? I mean, it's, I think the solution would be, <clears> would have been having a government that actually cares about those people which no, I know our that, government seems to show a I'm particular contempt for that that's such a shit show it's not even worth our discussing it okay. it's more about like rationally how would you if you were the governor of California or mass any, testing I would do whatever it right, took to okay. get everyone I could tested as fast as I could and the people who I you know I would make people quarantine that needed to be quarantined and I would let people who you know, but but it's all to me. But still, you don't mitigate that much risk. To me, do you? it all starts with mass testing. But that's I don't know. I don't know. Have you been tested? I have not. I considered <laughs> calling Joe. I considered calling <clears throat> Joe Rogan. I mean, literally, Joe Rogan has a doctor on staff that is right? testing people as they walk in. Yeah. How does he get an instant result? I don't know. No. <laughs> Apparently, this kind of shit is possible. It's just yeah, not yeah. being I done. See. Yeah, yeah, right. 
So but I then again, I mean, so the supposedly the White House is doing that, and as we sit here fuck. today, Bro. they have an outbreak. Bro. <laughs> it's Bro. a fucking mess, and Bro. everybody's going to die in the White House in a minute. It sounds like. <laughs> so if they, you would imagine they have the best testing out there, and now look. So that's why I think I kind of, I don't know. Again, this is two dumb guys. Why well, I won't even load you into that, but this is. I just I'll like, take dumb guy. I'll take dumb. But That's you know a- what I mean. I was like, if I were the government, I wouldn't know what to do right now. I really wouldn't know what to do because I I understand business and I understand we have to reopen, but at the same time, I don't know how to. Go, I w- I wouldn't know how to enter the workforce. And, I would. You know, I would really go at it with fucked. a lot more compassion for people. Right. Than the current right. administration is going at it. That's that would be my real goal. I right. would start there. Yeah. I would. I would say, but is there any other country in the world who's figured this out? Because South Korea, they opened it up, they started right, and then they had a second wave come, and and Germany the same thing. But well, because they who's having the success? Well, based on aside from American Samoa that has zero cases, yeah, New Zealand. (laughs) Based on the oh, New Zealand, Zealand, right? Based on the 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 curve Hmm. of the nineteen eighteen flu, right? It seemed like if they had kept it locked down another few weeks. It would it it would have gone significantly lower. Right, it was the right. second wave. People get fucking antsy and they go screw this. And well, whatever. they're out there. They were out there this weekend. Oh, they were. So they announced the parks and the trails opened, and everybody went to the beach <laughs> in Malibu. <laughs> I was just like, well, they they said specifically not the beaches. I but- literally saw the first <clears throat> bit of dark red I've seen on Google Maps yeah. in probably two months in L.A. And it was that stretch of PCH between the Santa Monica Pier yeah, and Sunset. Is, right? And it was red. And I was like, because oh, they boy. said the trails opened and everybody yeah. went there. It was really funny that they misinterpreted that. But then I'm just going, well, shit, I hope they don't die just because they I wanted know. to go to the beach. It's really depressing. I'm super lucky. Look, uh, you know, I've been working. I have resources. I, I've, I'm healthy. I take care of myself and I consider myself very lucky and very privileged. I'm doing the best I can to empathize with anybody that is struggling the best I can. I'm providing content What a as shitty situation. It's horrible. That's been handed off horrible. here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get so, it, and I don't, wouldn't know how to fix we're it. We're super lucky. <clears throat> but if you have a job for my wife, please email me. <laughs> All right, well, let's get talk, back to talking about cars. <clears throat> okay, I like this question. From Rind Jeff. Thank you for years of car info. I'm a working man with children, and I finally got something for myself. Will you ask Mr. Farah, Matt Farah, what are some easy mods for the C5? I know it's not much, but I love it, says Jeff. Well, first off, he doesn't need to denigrate his own vehicle. The C5 is a fine performance car. He's referring, of course, to the Corvette, I assume. Um, If I was starting over with the C5 today, assuming I was starting with a stock car, the only mods I would really do are coilover suspension conversion, a big brake kit from StopTech, lightweight wheels and tires, and then I would upgrade the seats because the stock seats are horrible. And and maybe an exhaust or something, but that's really it. Coilovers, mm-hmm. <clears throat> wheels and tires, brakes, exhaust, and you've got yourself a car that will hang with basically anything on uh, uh, on the track. Do you drive the new Corvette yet? The C8? I've driven uh, two different C8s. I drove uh-huh. I, I drove the, the a, a, an early pre-production car for a Road and Track Performance Car of the Year last fall, and then I drove a customer's production car about two and a half weeks ago. <clears throat> and and I like it. I hate it. The, okay. the well, 
I liked it then, and I like it even more now. The, right. The, okay. the concerns I had with the early car were with the gearbox tuning. It was great at full throttle. It was great at full brake. At mild throttle and mild brake, it was not quite smoothed out. The customer car, way better. They, they, they re- any problem I have with the gearbox, they solved. <clears throat> Having said that, yep. the pre-pro car I drove was screwed together as tight and as evenly and as perfectly as any American car I've ever seen. The car I drove that was a customer car, the panel gaps, Elon Musk would point and laugh at those panel <clears throat> gaps. Really? <laughs> they were horrible. Elon. Elon, you know, Jay was on the show last week, and he talked about driving the Cybertruck through the boring tunnel. Oh, yeah? And we actually made it on to uh, Teslarati, which uh-huh. is a, uh, I guess, a Tesla blog. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, they were calling attention to the podcast, and you should check it out. And in the comments, then... They just proceeded to rip me apart for not knowing about the Tesla truck that they're making. What, the, the semi? Yeah, the Tesla semi. There is a prototype. Um, <clears throat> I'd never heard of it. There is a prototype that exists. Apparently, it's something they're working on. They are nowhere near a production right. vehicle. Yeah, it yeah. It made me laugh because, you know, these these followers of his are really... Uh, really culty, huh? Really culty. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really interesting. The uh, Jay told a really funny story about how the boring tunnel leads to a guy's backyard so it starts <laughs> in and they they get out they open this hatch hey, you know it's a funny thing and he goes the first thing i see is a barbecue grill and i'm like where are we and he goes oh and elon goes oh they just this man lets us use his backyard and we just come out of there and he goes oh tell me, tell, this is just his backyard he's like yeah they, they like like get smart like an episode of get smart oh my it god they really come out of the tomato stand yeah but what a funny operation that thing is and, now, I mean, and then now he's threatening to leave California. Like that would be, of course, that'll be simple, right? Bro, just move your factory. How do you know? You just pack it up. Zero thought into his tweets. <laughs> it's, the other day, it's portable. The other day, the day that he said that the the stock was too high on Twitter mm-hmm. and the stock took a huge dive. Bef- yes. like an hour before <clears throat> that, he was on a tweet storm that was absolutely incredible. Did he it have was the sniffles? Utter nonsense. And I said, I I even I tweeted. I said to my friend, I said, mark my words. In 20 years, he's going to be doing an interview, maybe from prison, maybe not. And, <laughs> and in that interview, he's going to talk about the spring of 2020 and how he was so deep <clears throat> into a vial of acid, he doesn't yeah. even know what he was doing, and, even, and it's going to be really funny. And he named his kid whatever that is. Um, <laughs> X, the X-19. Uh, which, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I was shocked when uh, Gwyneth Paltrow named her son or daughter Apple. Apple. I thought, and that now, seems so awful this mild just by seems comparison. like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know, it evolves. But why, I, I don't know. It'll all work. It's L.A. It all works. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, this was an interesting question. Um, I read Motor Trends articles on the 959 versus the 911 and the 917 versus the 918. Made me think if someone hypothetically offered you a mint 959 or 918 for the same price, which would you choose, says Nino? 959 or a 918? I, I had a very interesting conversation with Jeff Zwart. Name drop. 
Jeff Zwart, the famous Porsche racer, director, photographer. He's kind of a local L.A. legend, if not further out. Yokel. And he once owned a 959. And he owned a 959 during the time period that you wanted to own one, when they went from 200 Mm -hmm. grand to a million. That's when you wanted to own one. Now they're gone. But he said to me, we're talking about the 959, and he goes, I think we got on it because he was asking about the maintenance on my Countach. And I said, oh, you know, it's, it's actually not, it's not bad. You just, you know, you just change the oil and it's kind of really it. Right. And he goes, he goes, you want to hear, he goes, he goes, there is nothing, nothing like having to maintain a 959. He said, there is no car built before, during, or since that is as complicated with as many specialist parts made by weird race shops in Germany that no one's ever heard of, and the only way you can get anything is through Canepa, who charges like a zillion dollars to even take a look at the car, and... Canepa can get all the parts. Canepa. Is it Canepa? Oh, sorry. Okay, whatever. Um, He... You know, and and not that he was uh, that Jeff was insulting uh, Canapa or anything yeah. like that, but he, he basically lock. said, "Picture any <laughs> car from history, and the nine five nine eclipses all of them, including uh, when it comes to maintenance and and stuff like that." So it sounds like you're like saying nine fifty nine, but the nine eighteens all just came off warranty. Oh, really? Yes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, you're, aren't you in a similar situation? What does it cost to replace that clutch? Bro, I, I can't remember I don't if that's know. the $30,000 clutch. I remember someone telling me, I go, why are there so many 918s for sale? He goes, the warranty just ended. And <laughs> guess what it cost to do X, Y, and Z? And it was like, boy. That said, I think I would go 918 in the second. I've driven both cars. Um, I've driven, um, and the 959... This may upset you, Porsche people. I find to be boring when compared to a 918. The 959, maybe back when it was first made, yeah. was futuristic and wonderful yeah. and cool. But really all you have is a wow factor at a car show when compared to a 918, which is an exciting con- machine to drive with a great sound. A 959, in, <clears throat> in, if, if you ignore the historical significance of right. it, is not entirely different from like a 993 turbo for like a 20th of the price exactly right and it drives a little strange it's got a strange feel and a strange look but it it won't thrill you like a 918 will thrill you when you get inside that 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 car is amazing and looks amazing so there you go um not going to answer values questions because who the hell knows? knows please do the podcast more than once a week no i will not but now i can do whatever i want I could if I wanted to. I could put them out whenever I wanted. But um, I've been thinking about doing more of a mainstream podcast uh, in addition to this. So maybe I'll do that. Um, what car would you, Zuckerman, and Matt plan Z if you could? I'll, I'll answer for Zuckerman. But I guess that what they're asking is, is there a car that the three of you guys are interested in? That would be fun. It wouldn't be the Morgan because you and I no. might jump into that, but Zuckerman, Zuckerman would not. Well, he, Zuckerman texted me when I posted a picture of that car. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, call me in five days when you fucking hate that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece of garbage. You don't lie, Spike. You wouldn't buy it because yeah. Jerry was asking about it on the text thread, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. He goes, you wouldn't buy it. Just stop lying. You would. He's attacking me, and I'm like, I think I am going to buy one just to spite you, My, Zuckerman. Uh, you know who? Uh, you know who? I uh, who bought one? Who? Ultimus. Dave Ultimus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Him and his two buddies went into Morgan West and ordered three of them that's together. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're old manny. Yeah. But getting well, back they, to the car that we would buy together. Um, this would have to be... How about it, an F40? No, I'd be out. How about a... A goofy American car I think we would all buy. A goofy American car? Like an American muscle car. Like eh, for the three, I'm out. You're out of American I muscle? Want, I don't want any of that. Well, that's why I want it, because I don't <laughs> like it, and I don't have it. I yeah. drove Zuckerman's 66 Chevy, which... It's not here. It's not here. I think uh, Anthony Lehner has it. But I mean, I'm in a weird place. We, we had talked about a car together, all of us. Do you remember? Oh, what was we it? We were going to go, hey, why don't we get that? Oh, damn it. What was it? It was something. <laughs> it was a 964 Speedster <clears throat> or something like that. Yeah. No, it it might have been something like that. I think it would be hard for all of us to share a car. What, what works about me and Zuckerman is we're together a lot, mm -hmm. and this hangar right here is very close to my house, equidistant to his house, and as is Santa Monica Airport. Like, there's, a, there's an ease to all of the sharing, and we're also kind of driving lots of other stuff, and we don't quite care who has what at any given time. Like, it takes a mentality. I don't know if I'd be able to share cars the way that you guys can. I'm, I'm, I have a hard time with here's, that stuff. Well, here's you're a very careful guy with cars. Yeah. You know, and you know, we've spoken about our third partner Moise a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and we love Moise, but he's not very careful. So Moise is, you know, uh, we like to wear the new jeans, Moise likes the torn oh. light blue jeans and dirty sneakers. He's a style maven. He has, he's a, he's a clothier. Yeah, yeah. He's, he creates, he's a fashionista and he has a fashion business and he's very wealthy and he doesn't, he likes, he likes when something looks well worn and used as opposed to brand new like me and Zuckerman. So <laughs> the, the, we share the GT2 RS, which he smashes that chin spoiler up constantly and he wrecked it so bad. Last time I looked at it, it had a big ding missing out of it. I went, Moise. I'm replacing this, and you're going to pay for it. It's now beyond yeah. scratches. It's like, you, I don't know what you did to this, but he's like, oh, okay, no problem. Right? So I take it in. I take it in. I do it. This is right when the quarantine starts, so good luck finding a chin spoiler, but Anthony Lehner at Exotic Motor Cars, Exotic Car Incorporated, whatever he calls his place, he's like, I found one, gets it done. It was a little expensive. Here you go, Mo. He pays for it. It's perfect. Two weeks later, it's like, I want to drive that car. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, just keep in mind, dude. <laughs> You've got a pristine chin spoiler. It's got nothing on there. Okay, don't worry about it, Spike. It's gonna... So he's had the car for three or four weeks, and now I want to drive it after the Morgan. So I said, can you return this? And uh, look, Jerry's calling right oh. now. We could put him on. but um, He returns the car, and there is a... Not only is the chin spoiler destroyed again, but it looks like, you know what somebody looks like when you knock their front teeth out? Yeah. There's like squares <laughs> missing. Like, oh, no. I'm like, what the fuck did you do to this, Moise? He goes, what do you mean? I sent him the picture. He goes, oh, I have no idea how that happened. I go, either you must a have... raccoon took a bite out of it, or it, it really does look like someone hacksawed. A thing? Did you scratch it and try to hack? He goes, no, I have no idea what happened. Totally destroyed. He goes, no, what do you want to do? When he dropped the car off, he wanted to drive the 992, <laughs> to which Zuckerman and I said, yeah, go ahead. You know? He returned that. <laughs> Trash <laughs> that, also? That, that's not even a low. Oh, my that God. That shit spoiler there. 
And he thinks it's really funny. Oh, well, so, at least anyways, he can pay for it. He, we know he will. But still, Zuckerman and I are kind of like, whatever. It's just the chin spoiler. It's plastic. Those things are like Dixie cups. And One day some it's point, not going to be. One day it's going to be <clears throat> something expensive. No, no, it is. No, it, no, it's a very expensive thing. It's not as cheap as a Dixie cup, but we <laughs> think of them as you pull the Dixie cup on, you use it, and then it disintegrates. <laughs> you put another one on. You have to kind of get in the mindset of the next service, which is in seven months when that has to go in for something real. Hey, by the way, put a new chin spoiler on it and send that bill to Moise. <laughs> and then usually, you know, people ask about maintenance and the, and, and the rest of it. A lot of times, whoever has the car when the maintenance comes up just pays for it. <laughs> really, unless it's really crazy. Yeah. You just kind of go, all right, if I broke it, I'll, I'll fix it. If I get the flat tire, let me replace the tire. And you've got to not really worry about line by line it being equal because it, it doesn't end up being equal. Yeah. It doesn't. I think I've had a really bad experience in that a few times in that anytime I let someone borrow my stuff, it always comes back broken. Something little is all. And then I go, hey, you know, the, the parking brake isn't working now. And they go, oh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I didn't even use the parking brake. Yeah, okay. Well, it's broken now. <laughs> you know, and that's happened a couple times, and I, I don't let people borrow my stuff anymore. Jerry's texting. He goes, I need a Morgan plus four Get report, out of here. please. <laughs> <laughs> he really hilarious. wants one. Did he ask him if he just watched my video this morning that went up? Um, Why, Will? He wants to hear he wants to hear my report. I'll point him in that direction. Because I think he wants to buy one of these. and you it's should. uh it's, it is literally the perfect car for someone who's already driven everything else. I've watched him go down this road a lot, right? Where else, like you have where to, else does it lead? He's, a, he's an automotive connoisseur who is maybe attracted to something, but, but really loves good engineering. And, you know, he could... That might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, he's got to drive this, right? Yeah. He's gotta be, you have to be forgiving to understand this car. Yeah. Either you right. understand the charm and decide that the charm is worth the objective terribleness, or you will not be able to get over the objective terrible terribleness, no matter how charming. His excitement about it is what got me excited about it. Yeah. I didn't even want to drive it until he was like, this thing is really interesting. And we started doing a deep dive on it and going, oh, yeah, I can kind of see. This is kind of cool. And we always see them. They're near the airport at Santa Monica mm -hmm. Airport. And I've, it's always been an entertaining little dealership down there. Yeah, Morgan West and Morgan on Pico West. is hilarious. Yeah, cool cars. And the three-wheelers are there. And they've been there for such a long time. And... And, you know, it's really his excitement that got me excited. But I, you Well, then you might not have to put up with so much badness because the one that's coming next year, the P-L-U-S-F-O-U-R, yeah. has double wishbone front and rear. Oh, well, that makes a lot of difference. It's independent rear suspension. It's not this ox cart, open diff, solid axle, leaf that's, spring thing anymore. That's really the best advice, yeah. I think. And it still has, you know, it fundamentally still has the look. Right. You know, it looks a little bit. A little bit newer, but not right. really. Yeah. The interior's re different. Right. Um, but um, We never really get around to a Plan Z car. Okay, uh, what I do mean, you know about did, the new Bronco? I like this. Decide what? what do we know about the new Bronco? Okay, There's let me two, just uh, tell uh, you one thing that I noticed about it. It doesn't look like any of the cool renderings that were on the internet <laughs> once, so if you had your heart set on that, forget it. And it, you know, someone asked me about it the other day, and I said, look, the one concerning thing so far that is a little concerning is I've from the released photos, 
One angle looks great. Another angle looks like a Land Rover Freelander or whatever that cheap Land Rover you, was. Because there's Bronco and Bronco Sport. Right. Two separate vehicles. Okay. Bronco what, Sport is what you're describing. Right. Land Rover Freelander. Right. Full-size Bronco. Ah. Looks like a 60s Bronco. Okay. Yeah. Two doors, four doors. Can looks I find ex- a picture of that right now? Yes. Type in full-size new Bronco. Okay. And then you and go you ahead. have a... It, it looks a lot like what Icon would do with a classic Bronco. Two-door and four-door, hard top and soft top, somewhere between a Jeep Wrangler and a Land Rover. Um, and and that, that, yeah, the Bronco Sport I'm not particularly excited about because it looks very... This one? That one. That's the one that I, I don't quite like at oh. certain angles. Okay, well, that is the full-size one. There's also the, <clears throat> the Sport one. You said Land Rover Freelander, and it looks really like that. But see, if you, li- if you follow, the, uh, follow the line across the doors and then look at that rear panel, how it kind of goes up. Yeah. That's the little piece that I go, huh? I'm why not, is that not straight? Why is that line not straight from front to back? There's got to be some kind of technical safety something reason. There's but wouldn't you be. agree that kind of ruins? I mean, yeah, it's not <clears throat> perfectly straight, and that is sort of weird. Um, I agree. It so may. What I was saying was, this is a car you got to visit in person, and have a look at. It kind of right. reminded me of the Daytonas, the new Daytonas when they came out. You can't quite tell from the pictures the what they're the, like with in the hard real top life. on it, it. It blends a little better, I would say. The wheels but, look a little dingy on this, though, too. I think I have a feeling. Dingy. Look, I got to give them credit. They they went with a retro future design that's not heinous, right? That's not. All right, he's making a face. Look at that one. That's the, the sport. Yeah, that's, that's the, the Freelander. Sport. Yeah, yeah, the sport I'm not really about. <laughs> I happen to think if the two uh, the two door one I think is actually even better than the four door full size one. Would you I'm get a Defender? To, a new Defender, or would you get that? I've never seen the new Defender in person. I have. Not only have I not driven it, I've not seen it. Yes. So, and I'm not particularly attached to the Defender brand. So objectively, probably not. It doesn't do anything. Now my wife like boxy cars. Right. And so she's waiting for this new crop of boxy vehicles yes. to come out. So she's into the, the Bronco possibly for, for herself. Having said that, she's driving a 1991 Mitsubishi Delica van right now. Wow. So so anyway. Well, there it is. There's Bronco. Some There's thoughts. your Bronco Some Bronco thought. thoughts. I would wait for it. I would go down and I would look at it. Yeah. And uh, oh boy. And also you don't want the first year of a Ford. Here's someone that wants me to stop pulling the I Know Seinfeld card and actually talk about something of substance about cars. We don't do that uh, on already, that show. I already, I already blew that. <laughs> <laughs> but Jerry's one of the cast members of the show. I know. <laughs> he fails to realize that. He's one of our hosts. He's on the masthead, dude. He's on the masthead. It's, it's, it's half his show. People are so funny. Uh, where do electric cars go to die? Don't know. Uh I mean, scrapyards. Yeah, the same I as guess. the rest of them. The same as the rest of them, right? Yeah. You pull the batteries. Scrapyards. You can recycle lithium batteries or not? Or I don't even want to. I, I don't know. I don't want, even want to say. Parts of them, maybe. Who knows? Uh, Hashimad wants to know why I'm so pasty. I'm Irish, mostly. After a week with that Morgan, I would have thought you'd be more tan. I got crazy tan driving that thing around. Yeah. No, it's true. Did you put the top up at all? No, I'm Great. not going to do it. Yeah. Best watch under $1,000 for an engineering student. Pablo, how about that Yima? Check out the Yima brand. You might find a watch there. 
Um, then I would go to, I mean, who are these little micro brands that we really like? Right. Well, you, you really got two. Well, not two, but your choice is, do you get an entry level piece from He's a, an engineering student, from a well-known brand, or do you go like micro brand? And you know what, what, what style and function do you want? You know what right. I mean? If you don't need like waterproof per se, then you could go with one of those like Bauhausy, like Jung Hans or Ball or Nomos or one of those kind of like, you know, minimalist deals. Nomos is not bad. They're for pretty him. cool. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. For an engineering studio? Yeah. Oris makes a good piece too. Um, for me, I think the best watch under $1,000 is the Seiko Turtle. I love a Seiko Turtle. I always have. Yeah, yeah. Why not a Seiko, Seiko Turtle? Seiko Turtle's a great watch. I like so a lot of their new watches. Their new line <clears> is dope. If Steve McQueen were a modern-day movie star, what would he be in his garage? We've answered this question before. I think it would be all new stuff. Yeah, it would be I mean, he bought... Or GTs, GT2 RSs. It would be the new stuff. Yeah. The new stuff. He drove the new stuff back then. That, yeah. that stuff was new that he had. Yes. There's a McQueen car on Bring a Trailer. You see we it? drive his... Old new stuff, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Our old stuff is his new stuff, right? I there's think a, on Bring a Trailer this morning, there's a Chrysler Airflow <laughs> from the Carroll Shelby collection, but the first, uh, the but it was owned by McQueen before that. Everybody wants us to do something with the Zagata. We will. We promise. We haven't figured it out yet. Oh, before I leave, I want to see if I can fit in it. Nor are we rushing to it. Yeah, Matt wants to go sit in it. It looks be fine. very small. It's very <laughs> it's really small, very small. delicate. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a ripper. Handles better than a Morgan, though. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't um, be surprised. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, what size <clears throat> wheels are on that thing? Are they 14s or something? Good question. We can go look at that. I I wanna, I'm interested to see what wheels and tires they're using on that. We put Techno Magnesos, Magnesium 356 wheels. Yeah. With CN36 are tires those, on it. Are those are those new old stock wheels, or did the, someone making those now? They make them new. They do? Yes. Out of magnesium? Yeah, Techno Magnesos. Wow. That's, I bet those are They're affordable. They're kind of a standard replacement wheel for 356s that lighten the mm. and replace the existing wheel. Cool. I noticed uh, a lot of folks put them on there. I've not, I think this is the first set I've ever had put on. Um, they look cool. Yeah. Right? I don't know if I can feel the difference. I can't really feel magnesium. I mean, well, maybe if you drove the same car and swapped the wheels back to back. <clears> that's... I feel, uh, tire-wise, CN36s, I can feel those. What is the tire? The Pirelli CN36s. Which is what, a reissued vintage tire yeah, with modern yeah. compounds? Those are the lightest. I remember we put those on our 7911T, and overnight, the front end of that car felt like it was dancing on ice. That's it a, it's a good metric that folks who are shopping for tires should consider the weight of the tire. It's yeah. just one more thing to look at. Um, but they I, just had a roundness to them that these other vintage tires didn't mm, have. Okay. And that manifested itself in it feeling a little like you had, in, you know, not this extreme, but almost ball bearings on the front. So as you were... You don't have power steering, but mm -hmm. the thing felt like it did. It was such mm -hmm. a light, beautiful steer, uh, steering experience. As opposed to a flatter bottom, yeah, the smarter side wall tire. You have to lug yeah, the wheel yeah, left yeah. and right a little bit, yeah, just a yeah. little bit. It's, I'm, they're nice, I'm glad they're that nice they're tires. making 
that the that Pirelli is is making new vintage tires. I have yeah, I have they new have a nice little tires shop. on my Lamborghini. They they have this really cool little shop in Westwood where you can go have a cappuccino and formerly Klaus's shop. Now it's Pirelli World. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. get your coronavirus and your tires all in one <laughs> fell swoop. It's, yeah, it's fabulous. No, I have I have the <laughs> Pirelli uh, the P zero reissue on yeah. my Lamborghini, and that was a really hard thing to get for a long time for people. And now they just make them, and now you can just get them. It's great. Excellent. Well, there yep. you have it. I feel like we've... Uh, I think that's a show. We went like a, a show? A, a, an hour and 22 minutes. Because you asked, I went as long as I can go. Matt Farah, thank you for coming by. Appreciate it. Westside Car Storage. Yeah, Westside Collector Car Storage. Uh, just got a new website, WCCS.com. I, Excellent. I, I went hard at the paint and bought the four-letter premium.com name. And I've, so, seen the, I've seen the people approach you out in Malibu, and you said you're ready to take cars, which is are. fantastic. Yes, we are ready to take cars. Unfortunately, coronavirus has probably killed our grand opening party, but uh, we are basically about to be ready for open for business and taking reservations now. And, Did and that also kill the, our cigar smoke? No, no. No, no. <laughs> Just it just killed the big party. Everything else is everything else is. We kosher. can have a cigar smoke over 100%. there. Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. And I understand I'm coming on your show in a week. Uh, or yeah. So yes, you are. Okay. Well, I yes. will try not to talk about anything but cars. Because uh, why would I, we? I hate upsetting what do you mean? the listeners who don't My pay for this fucking podcast. Whatever. <laughs> Get what you pay for. Smoke tire exactly. everywhere. Yes. And uh, that's it, my friends. Please stay healthy. Please wash your hands. Wear your mask. Do what your government tells you to do. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Did you know Spike's friends with Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.